We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Bobby Wilson here for the TNT College Football Podcast. If you're listening right now, I am on program number two in my installment of my 2023 college football uh, FBS program breakdowns. I go program by program. doing a deep dive into into each into all 133 FBS college football programs. Uh, next on the list uh, today is the East Carolina Pirates, ECU. And doing a little bit of a dive into ECU here. The Pirates went 8-5 and five last year, 4-4 four and four in the AAC. Um, looking at their schedule for 2023, they open up at Michigan. So a tough test to open the open the season then they get Marshall at App State and Gardner Webb that is their non-conference tough start there for those first three games to get at Michigan Marshall and at App Um, but we all know that the Pirates will play anybody anywhere anytime and they're they prove that year in and year out then in conference play they open up at Rice they got SMU Charlotte at UTSA Tulane at FAU at Navy and Tulsa so Looking at their conference slate there uh, with some of the new members going to UTSA and getting Tulane at home back-to-back weeks. Uh, <clears throat> the prohibit the two prohibitive favorites, as you will, as most prognosticators are saying. Uh, but ECU gets them both and one at home. So be interesting to see how that goes. Um, one, one of the new features I, I'm including this year is a little bit of a breakdown into, or a little look at into each program stadium. Um, ECU plays at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, which is one of the real gems in college football. Um, capacity is 50,000, um, but just last year saw the uh, highest attendance, the attendance record for a game last September when they played NC State had 51,711 people in attendance for that game so went over capacity so but anybody who's ever been to Dowdy Ficklin I have not unfortunately but as a stadium traveler it's one of those on my list I cannot wait but I've talked to many people who have and they just talk about just how wonderful of a stadium it is how great the fans are and uh, it's just one of those it's one of those stadiums that needs to be on your bucket list one of the top G5 stadiums in college football, without a doubt. That's not even not even a debate. But again, uh, going back to this year's team, uh, head coach Mike Houston, um, in his his record at ECU is 22 and 24, uh, but they're on the upswing, of course, doing really well, uh, especially this past year. Um, he's 102 and 49 in his coaching career at the college level he obviously won a national championship in 2016 at the fcs level with uh, james madison jmu so this is a coach who knows what he's doing been there and done that and i think really really good things are on the horizon for this ecu football program with him at the helm 
looking at uh, one of the other new features I'm doing this year, uh, Coach on the Rise, uh, doing one coach uh, per staff, per program. Um, looking at uh, Coach on the Rise for ECU, Darryl, Darrell Roberts, uh, new assistant coach that they just hired this offseason in April. He's going to serve as their outside wide, outside wide receivers coach. Um, like I said, his first season. But he comes in from uh, <clears throat> Eastern Michigan where he was last year. Helped the Eagles to a 9-4 and record in their first bowl victory. In only the second in program history, but their first since the 70s, I want to say. So it, it had been a long time. Uh, he served as the pass game coordinator. Uh, so did some really, really good things there. Had uh, three different receivers go on the All-Mac team for All-Conference, um, different uh, accolades for return yardage and such. Um, prior to EMU, he spent some time at Virginia Tech. And then before Virginia Tech, he was at Western Illinois for several years um, and really helped uh, – guide that program to some uh, really, really good statistics in the passing game, particularly their receivers. So uh, Coach Roberts is a younger coach, uh, has is held held highly in the coaching profession, and uh, just one of those younger coaches who you could really see moving up as he already has through the ranks, and I think it's only a matter of time before he takes that next step into uh, – one of those, one of those bigger roles, quote unquote. So, now looking back into this year's team, I, I do a position by position breakdown here. So, of course, starting off offensively, um, of course, everybody knows ECU's losing not only the program's all-time leading passer, but the AAC's all-time career passing leader in Holton Aylers. Obviously, losing somebody at that regard would hurt any team. Um, however, ECU is privileged to have uh, 6'5 sophomore gunslinger Mason Garcia next in line. <clears throat> and Garcia was a big-time recruit for the Pirates in, in uh, the 2020 class, I believe. And he, he has NFL potential. 6'5, uh, definitely, he obviously looks the part. And then in the limited action that he's had... Um, you could see that the tools are there. And I know that the, the coaching staff is excited about this, about Garcia. And I know he had offers to uh, multiple programs that are in the Big 12 now. So this is somebody coming out of the Myrtle Beach area who was very highly thought of as a player. So I, I think uh, although you lose... Arguably one of the best, or not arguably, definitely one of the best players in program history. You were replacing him with a guy who I think has a pretty darn good upside and uh, could do some really, really good things. <clears throat> then at the running back position, obviously Keaton Mitchell, last year's stud, is off to the NFL. But this position group will still be one of the best on the team. You look at Marlon Gunn will step in after averaging over five yards per carry. Rajay Harris is back from an ACL injury. And Gerald Green, a transfer from Georgia Southern. And uh, freshman Jarvis Boyd are in the mix as well. So you, 
Harris ran for over a thousand yards a couple years ago. Uh, Gunn was very good this uh, this past season when he got opportunities with over five yards a pop. Uh, got Green coming in from Georgia Southern, plenty of experience there, and Jarvis Boyd is a good-looking freshman. So, although you lose an NFL talent, there's plenty in line to still have plenty of success running the football. The receiving core lost a lot from last season and went to the portal for help. Um, Jalen Johnson, Josiah Hatfield, and uh, tight end Shane Calhoun return, so they do have some good experience there. But look for uh, Chase Small from Colorado, Ryan King from Georgia Tech, and Keelan Robinson from Kansas to all make an impact, and I would say probably an instant impact for some of them. Um, ECU obviously has been known for spreading the ball around, uh, getting the ball down the field, passing the football, and I certainly think they will continue to do so, and they have plenty of talented options who, uh, who will stand out and do well. Looking at the offensive line, they lose four starters, uh, so obviously that does hurt a bit. Right guard, right guard Isaiah Foote returns in the additions of uh, Owen Murphy from Akron and Dustin Hall from USF will also help. And then look for a former West Virginia transfer, Parker Moore, to make an impact. Obviously, looking with, with the loss, with the losses that they've had, you lose four starters. Obviously, looking to the portal to get an instant impact, but then having some of those other players step up, which I, which I totally believe they will. Um, this offense... Obviously, when you lose a level two pro players in Ehlers and Mitchell, um, you take a bit of a hit. But at the same time, this coaching staff has recruited tremendously well. And the players that they have in place, it's not going to be that far of a dip at all. If there even is one at all, honestly. You look at the defense now. The defensive line is one of the strengths of the team. All four starters return uh, in defensive ends. Elijah Morris, who had seven tackles for loss last year, and Jeremy Lewis, along with defensive tackles Deontay Johnson and Chad Stevens, who had 10 tackles for loss. So I expect a jump for those guys. Another year of experience, another year under their belt. Um, with, with some more pieces in line as well uh, to step in and help. Uh, the, the, the linebacker position will see tons of competition. Um, the additions of... Uh, Ra-Ra Dilworth from North Carolina, Tyquan King from North Carolina A&T, and B.J. Davis from South Carolina State are big. B.J. Davis was all over the field for South Carolina State during his time there. It was a really tremendous player for them. I think this is a big addition for the Pirates. Um, then you look at Mike Edwards III and Tyler Jackson return, and we'll see bigger roles as well. So there, there were some losses at that position. But the additions that they've made and then the guys stepping up, I think this position will even improve potentially. And then you look into the secondary. The safety spot has two good ones in Julius Wood and Tyquan Wilk. And the, and the addition of Dontavius Nash from North Carolina makes this a fantastic trio at the safety position. The, corners, the cornerback spot will see some new faces in Jonathan Jones from Campbell and Tymere Brown from North Carolina. Then you look at uh, Shavon Ravel and Isaiah Brown-Murray will be relied upon as well, stepping up, getting more opportunities. So 
the safety spot is really solid uh, while I'm not saying the cornerback spot is is, an, is a concern, but some new faces that are going to step up and I think be able to handle things well. Uh, you look at special teams, uh, kicker Andrew Conrad and punter Luke Larson both return, uh, providing stability to this unit. And then Josiah Hatfield is a dynamic kickoff man, averaging almost uh, 28 yards per return. So he, he's one of those guys that whenever he gets the ball in his hands, he's a, he's able to make a play. Then my final analysis for ECU, uh, they won their first bowl game last year since 2013. Um, even with so many key players off to the pros or the portal, there's plenty of optimism in Greenville. Uh, this staff has done a great job recruiting. Uh, the, a tough three-week opening stretch will be telling, and the pass defense must improve to make the next jump. So I, I, I firmly believe that ECU is one of those programs that, that will be at the top of the AAC for the foreseeable future inch and should stay there. And I think this is going to be one of the programs that's going to be looked at when we have the next realignment, uh, conference realignment occurring. This is going to be a program that's going to be well thought of and brought up um, just because of what they've done in the past. Like I said, that <clears throat> that first three-week stretch, opening up at Michigan, obviously you, you can't open up with, much, with a much stiffer test. Um, then playing Marshall and at App State, two other premier uh, group of five programs. Uh, definitely, definitely games ECU can win without a doubt. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not saying that that you throw those out the window, but these, those are they're they're going to be good games against good opponents that uh, that you could lose, but at the same time that are, that are going to be very, very good wins that can propel this program uh, to some very good success this year. I think this is definitely one of the teams that can be in the running for the AAC title in 2023. So again, thank you so much for uh, tuning into this. Again, doing breakdowns on every single team in FBS college football. Um, if you're listening to this, it'd be much appreciated if you like and subscribe to the podcast. And please follow the podcast Twitter account at TNT Couch Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless.